the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Merry Christmas, everybody. 9 a.m. It's a Saturday morning and 710 KNUS. I'm Peter Boyles on the air everywhere. It's warming up. 45 will be the high. Christmas Day looks great. 51 will be the high. And it'll be a ski day for me, 52 on Monday. Look at this. So it's December the 24th, a Saturday, 710 KNUS. And uh, we have done shows like this for the longest time. I call them friends and family or in-laws and outlaws. And we look back, we look forward, bringing all kinds of people on who have been dear friends this year, been dear friends for a long time, and have been very impactful. And there's probably only, well, although this is a great friend, uh, it is probably the one thing we will do that is somewhat political for the show. Please say good morning from Weld County. The Sheriff Steve Reams is with us, longtime friend, motorcycle rider, and just one of the smart guys who took a lot of heat this year as well. Hey, Sheriff, good morning. Merry Christmas. Thanks for coming on the show. Good morning, Pete, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, I mean, I've read a couple of different things. First of all, to have you on for a Christmas Eve show is perfect, but that you are looking at, in the Republican Party, I've been trying to understand black holes in the universe, which shows you I need to get a life. And uh, I can't I can't conceive of them, although they're real. And I thought to myself, getting ready to speak to you this morning, I said, you know, the Republican Party in Colorado is a black hole in the universe. It really is. I mean, it's 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 you know, nothing goes in, nothing goes out. You don't really understand them, but they're there. Um, and you're you're thinking about perhaps asking to run the party for the state of Colorado. So my first my first question is, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, that's what a few people have said, Pete. Um, you know, your description isn't that far off. The Republican Party's uh, definitely taken some hits over the last, I'd say, 10 to 12 years. And, you know, the last probably six or seven have been really tough. When you look at, you know, either the, the governor's cycle or the presidential cycle, it seems like if you're a Republican running the state, it's uh, you're either up against Jared Polis's money or you're up against the narrative that surrounds Donald Trump in the state of Colorado. And you know, I say that having been a person who voted for the man twice, um, but, you know, the, the majority of Colorado voters just um, they don't align with uh, Donald Trump or or his persona. And, uh, you know, as a Republican, as a Republican Party, we have to figure out, uh, OK, well, what is our base and where do we build from? And I'm just tired of seeing the losses. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure I'm the guy that can fix it, but, uh, you know, I. I I think uh, I think I can bring something to the table, and uh, you know that's why I'm in that consideration phase. I do as well, and I've said this. I told the story about you that the moment that you said Donald Trump lost, that was the second you became a rhino, and I wrote a column about it. And um, what is it? You know, I wrote what is what is a rhino? A rhino is someone that doesn't believe the lie. Uh, I was talking with some folks that'll be joining us in studio, but I was, and you and I spoke about this a little bit as well. I've been reading all the J6 disclosures, and one of them is Fox News um, under oath saying, well, we never believed these people. We never believed uh, Lindell. We never believed the Kraken. We never believed Jenna Ellis. We never. And I said, wait a minute. Then who is fake news? If not, if not Fox News, Fox News is now fake news through all of the lies that got so many people in trouble, including you and I. And I thought, 
they people would use Fox News. Well, Fox News said, and now under oath because they're being having their rear end sued off. Well, we really we never Hannity. I never believed them. I said, how long before Donald Trump turns on Hannity? Like I give it a another cup of coffee, but they're fake news, and they knew, and they were telling lies, and they said, oh yeah, and I thought to myself. They have no shame, and they're going to lose in court simply because of that. But So you got attacked. You were called a rhino the moment you said Donald Trump really lost. Now what are you going to do? Well, you know, Donald Trump is a candidate in this upcoming cycle, and, you know, that's going to be uh, an interesting piece to navigate. Um, you know, honestly, if he becomes the, uh, the nominee, then that's the way that the party has to push. Um, you know, I can remember several years back when, Donald Trump was the nominee, and we had delegates in the state um, who many of them are now huge Donald Trump supporters. Sure. They turned their back on him and, I saw and walked out of that national I saw convention. I was there. So it's you know it's a tough it's a tough uh, idea to navigate. But really, what I look at is yeah you, know, you know Donald Trump may be a, he may be a candidate, but I look at the I, I you know I want to see the best person rise to the top, and I I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's going to be the sole person that jumps in on the Republican side running for president. And what we have to embrace is that, you know, that, that battle that to, you know, who's going to rise to the top. And if that is Trump, so be it, you know, we'll deal with that. And he's not going to, he won't, he's not going to, he's not going to be there. I mean, believe me, two people that will not be on the ballot, Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Now who will be? I, I tend to agree. Yeah. I tend to agree with you, Pete. Who will be there is, uh, is the big question. But the battle is what we should all embrace. And, you know, we, we want to see the best person rise to the top. And, uh, you know, Donald Trump's a formidable person. Uh, so whoever... Less, whoever and, less, be, and, yeah. less and less every day. Less and less every day. Yeah, that is, that is true. Yeah. But he's, he's not afraid of a fight. And whoever yeah. rises above that uh, will be an interesting person to, to well, watch. Well, less and less every day. It's like it won't be there, believe me. And it may be... It may be, you know, worse things are headed his way, but, um, but the, the, all the all the truth tellers now are um, getting worse and worse and worse, and so um, I don't know. It was yeah. Honestly, we we have to we have to leave that behind and and say, okay, what is the foundation that we have left to build from? We do have some great folks at the state house. We have some good folks in the in the state senate. Uh, their numbers are dwindling, but we have some really solid folks. Um, okay. And I think you can build on that. You've got a few congressional seats in the state of Colorado that are still uh, in pretty firm control. You know, Lauren Boebert's going to need a lot of help this next cycle. And, um, you know, I, I think that's where you build from and just move forward. Well, and then there's an example, Lauren Boebert, and how close it came to her is a classic example of the Trump stigma, the stench of Trump. And her support of Donald Trump. Now she's in a war with uh, the woman from Georgia, um, and um, she'll—I get a feeling she's going to adjust for windage here. And anyhow, this is our one political moment this morning, and I wanted to have Steve on, Steve Reem. So, how do you go about taking the the Republican Party? Well, you know, there's a um, mechanically there's a there's a meeting that will be coming up, a state central committee meeting in uh, March that's yet to be uh, scheduled, but there'll be an election at that point. Um, if I decide to go ahead and fully commit to the race, then um, you know there's going to be a lot of a lot of phone calling and uh, trying to get uh, the right people lined up behind uh, each candidate, you know, who's who's running for that seat. 
Uh, but ultimately, I have to check off some boxes in my head to say, does this make sense for me? Does it make sense for my family? And, uh, you know, most importantly, does it make sense for the party? Um, can I do can I do the good that I think this party needs or is it better suited for someone else? <laughs> and uh, I won't enter the race if I don't think I can. I won't enter the race if I don't think I can turn this thing around. Well, you're my guy. And um, you've you've stood tall through all of this. And we'll see what happens next. But I would bet also that the knives are out and the, th- <laughs> the throat cutting will begin. And, um, and maybe it's already underway since some things hit the press. But... It's what's happened to the Republican Party. They crib death their own. They they eat their own. They, they're the Emperor Nero. You know they burn down Rome, and blame it on somebody else. So I don't know. It's sad, very sad. Well, what, I, yeah. I, I I hate to hear the party described like that, but I have it's experienced true. some of it. Uh, you know, I've, I've been able to unite some pretty, um, I, I guess we'll say, groups that wouldn't have not normally gotten along and. And, you know, maybe I can uh, apply that same principle to the party as a whole. But we have to start rowing as, rowing together and rowing in the same direction, at least, um, if we ever want to see see the yeah. Republican Party you reinvent I, itself in this state. I tell everybody there was a road back from Stalingrad. <laughs> you know, if you think about it, the worst moment. Sure. For, and there was a road back. And uh, there's a road back for the Republican Party. But you need the right candidates. And they, they, they can't tell people that Trump won and they can't go around saying the vaccine will kill people and all the craziness that they have been able to do. I want to say Merry Christmas to you too as well. Steve, you're a great friend and you're a good Mike, you're a good motorcycle rider and that's that goes a long way with me. You take care. Well, let's, uh, yeah. let's hope for some good weather and let's get the wheels down. Amen. Amen. Take care, sir. Thank all you right. very much. All right. Uh, that, there's one. I wanted to get that done. 303-696-1971 and Ted Trim is coming up and he's in Reno and then the guys will start filing in. Cowboy Moving and Storage is the recommended mover. Go to CowboyMoving.com and click on Customer Reviews. Family owned and operated by the same family since 1968, Cowboy provides residential commercial moves throughout all of Colorado. Can store your valuables as well. Cowboy Moving can do a load and hold. And these are really cool. So basically, you're moving into a new office, a new residence, and you have to leave your current location before the new place is available. Then this is the storage service for you. The load-and-hold load trailers can work well, short- or long-term storage. So, you know, your house isn't ready, your new office isn't ready. They come, and they take your stuff, and they put it in these trailers that are really warm and dry, and then they store them for whatever length of time. And then, when things are good, then they deliver. What makes them the best is the guys who do the job. Uh, I worked with them when we made a move, and it was like, whoa. They, they'll run you in the ground. Truly, they make a difference. Please go get an estimate on anything from a grand piano to grandma to your office. Moves to holds to loads to storage. Cowboys been Colorado's recommended mover since 1968, performing every move, and they give some of the money to Freedom Service Dogs. Cowboy moving 303 Today, it's our Christmas show. Please say good morning. Another guy that's been really impactful uh, since we became friends and He's on the road. He's in Reno, but the show would not work without him. Ted Trimba joins us. Hey, Merry Christmas, Ted. Thanks for coming up with us. I know you're busy. Oh, absolutely. Merry Christmas, Peter. And as I sometimes say, Merry Ho-Ho. It's great to be on the show. <laughs> who you, then the great line is, who are you calling a ho? But There's <laughs> <laughs> probably a long list. Yeah. Well, what's your best Christmas uh, memory? Uh, probably my best Christmas memory is 
uh, with my dad when he was still alive when we would open up presents and it was the year that I got a Tonka truck. I'll never mm. forget the Tonka truck. And they had pictures of me where I fell asleep on the rug right in front of the fireplace uh, with my hand on my new Tonka truck. Everybody's got one, don't they? And oh, I think so. Yeah, no, no, no. T- tell me this. Um, I, one of the things I wrote down last night on my work page was to look back and look forward. And we just moments ago, we spoke with Sheriff Reams about the Republican Party. This doesn't have to be necessarily political because, but you're a very, you know, you're a very astute political person. Look back, look forward. What do we see? Um, I think what we see is a little bit more rationality. I think that this last election um, was actually a very good sign in terms of what's been going on in the Republican Party, um, where, you know, the effect of Trump, I think, is a lot lower. I think that true conservatism is out there. It's not, you know, you're not going to see H.W. Bush or even G.W. Bush Republicans, um, but you're also not going to see some of the crazy that you saw before. The other thing, and this is the troubling one for me, is for Democrats, this belief that being super progressive, super left is the reason why they won. Um, And that just isn't the case. When you take a look at candidates that were supported by AOCs of the world, their candidates lost. And you take a look at candidates that were more moderate Democrats, those candidates won. Yeah. Um, I watched this and moments ago with Steve talking about the party in Colorado and there are friends of ours, friends of you and I, mutual friends of ours, that say the Republican Party can never come back. I don't believe that. I mean, I said there's a road back from Stalingrad. Oh, I definitely don't believe that. Yeah, I definitely yeah. don't believe that. I mean, that's that's it's almost a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah. Um, you know, because I I remember times when people thought the Democratic Party was falling apart. You know, and in Colorado, I, to be a Democrat was an embarrassment. Um, yes. You know, and today it's very different, and so there is a cycle to this. There really is. Yes, and it's really interesting. It's, um, you know, the winner, the winner now with the loser to be, Bob Dylan and the times are, they are changing. And the Republican Party has to hit rock bottom, which I think they may have, certainly in Colorado. And they got, they got, they got their clock cleaned. And the people that I'm around, instead of admitting it, start coming up with all these other excuses. And... It's never Donald Trump's fault or somebody did this or somebody did that. And I was speaking with a friend coming into work this morning, and I said, you know, when you lose a fight, it's your fault. It isn't the other guy. The other guy trained harder, you know, ran, the, ran hit the bag more, did the, and he beat you. And Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it wasn't because, you know, the temperature inside the ring changed, and so therefore that disadvantaged you. Mm-hmm. Um, in this particular case, I mean, Republicans can't just say, oh, it was abortion and kind of walk off, because I, I know a number of them, that's what they suddenly kind of brought oh, yeah. off. Yeah, sure. The fact that they spent so much money. I mean, they spent $17 million just on state Senate races. And what does that mean? You know, some consultant somewhere has a chateau in France? Yeah. And I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. And I had lunch with a dear friend of yours and mine yesterday, and we talked a little bit about it. And I said, no, you you know, you never say never. And and he's a great history reader. He's a smart guy. And I said, you know, there was a road back from Stalingrad. There's a road back. But you got to start finding the right people. And you start, you know, I, he said, who? I said, well, you know, and although he's never agreed, somebody like a Dave Logan, you know, you go and get, 
you know, a fine man or woman. You can't get the election deniers and all this crazy stuff. You got to go and find some legitimate Colorado um, rock and come up with the money. Do you believe this? Uh, Ted Trimba is here. Do you believe that, uh, that Jared Polis is going to run for president? Um, he, of course, he's going to say, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm going to focus on you know the next four years, which is exactly what he should be saying. Yeah. Uh, I'll put it this way. I hope he does. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of support out there for him. Uh, there are a lot of folks that have been watching him. I mm-hmm. think that folks don't realize. Mm-hmm. You take a look at how he handled COVID, how he's handled oh, yeah. the economy, yeah. uh, how he's handled this legislature yeah. that's tilting farther left. Yeah. I mean, he's showing that he can manage. Um, yeah. And so we we need a governor as president, quite frankly. Oh, I agree. I mean, it would, you know, we could get some management back to it um, and also get, you know, a little bit more rationality to it. I, mean, I agree. Right now we have we have a lot of the old school going on. Mm-hmm. And for the Republican Party, it's not your dad's Republican Party that's going to bring it back. Yeah. It's going to be true conservatism, but conservatism that understands that you need to work in the world that we live in, not yeah. the world that well, you want. And that's the... You know, what's the great line first? Before you rule, you must win. And and they've lost that. I mean, they, they killed their own. They crib-deathed them. And and we just had Steve on, who I just really think the world of. And we'll see what happens to him. So what are your plans for Christmas? What are you going to do? Well, we're out with uh, my in-laws. And we'll just stay in. You know, my father-in-law is an extraordinary cook. Yeah. yeah. around yeah. Persian food. Yeah. So we'll have some great food, finish unwrapping our presents. We a little bit of early Christmas when his parents came out and when we did Thanksgiving uh, in our place in New York. Oh, man. So, oh, wow. so looking forward to it. Looking, looking forward to it. Your, your, your friendship, the first two guys out of the box, you and Steve, means so much to me. I was telling everybody last night about, you know, you and your influences and how smart you are and how much I respect you. And Steve, of course, you know, he's, you know, he's, he, he is one of those guys that could be the hope. We'll see what happens. Take care. Okay. I'll see you. Right. We well, owe a lunch. You, I love you. you. Be safe. Thanks, Ted. Goodbye. We have people that have waited to talk. We'll go to Don. Merry Christmas, Don. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Peter. Merry Christmas to you. So, you recommended the book, G-Man? Yeah. Uh, that's a big read. That's a huge read. 36 and a half hours to listen, and I believe it's 868 pages. Well, how far? How far in the book are you? I'm done. Oh, good, 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 good. Because I'm three quarters of the way, and I've been reading other things, and that's a set aside for the holiday week that I'm going to take with me. So, um, but I do the audible thing, and I oh, did you? Okay, okay. I right. shop, so okay. I, I tie to everything. But anyway, you know, you uh, opened up um, my interest in reading a few years ago when I started listening to you, and to all your listeners out there. I don't know if all of them realize how big some of these books are and all the all the information that it connects dots. If you read the right sure. books and you put it all together, um, the early life of Jay Edgar, I, mean, I wouldn't mm. have had a clue about that. His involvement with Roy Cohen. Sure. I, I mentioned um, I just finished a book called Cohen about Roy Cohen. We talked about this somewhat yep. last week. And then have you I spent my some of my time reading the re- recent releases from from uh, the Warren Commission that they've suppressed including the phone call they got Lee Harvey Oswald calling the Soviet embassy he's on tape and he's asking to go back to the Soviet Union he wants to return to the Soviet Union that's odd 
you know, if he was planning to kill Jack Kennedy, why is he going? Why does he want to take Marina and go back to Soviet Union? And he's in Mexico City, and they suppressed that phone call. Now, and here we are, twenty twenty two, and now we get, get to hear that we get to hear the call. You get in further into the uh, Hoover book. Oh, sure. I, I mean, they're saying that. That was his doppelganger. It was in Mexico City. No, that, that, no, that him. was him. They saw him. They, 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 they saw him. He, you know, he was. He had gone there. I mean, for whatever reasons. But no, he was there. That was, as a matter of fact, they, the FBI itself, early on, talked about that, but not about the phone call. They had a wiretap from the Mexican intelligence. I mean, this is in the recent documents that have been released. We'll do a show on it, but no, I mean. Um, there's every reason to believe the involvement of the CIA, every reason to believe the organized crime, um, every reason to believe all of that. And, you know, how gleefully Hoover calls Bobby Kennedy to tell him his brother's dead. And there's a yeah. book, there's another, there's another book. There's a book I'm reading now called Frank and Marilyn about the relationship between Frank Sinatra and Marilyn Monroe. A pops the devil. Who's involved in that? The same people. They're wiretapping her. Uh, one of the things that they said in her house when she, and I think she was killed, I think Bobby Kennedy was involved in the murder of Marilyn Monroe, but um, everything, there's so many wiretaps in there that, you know, they're tapping her. On, honestly, you like three or four different outfits are throwing taps in her house. They knew Bobby was there. They, they knew she Bobby. Was up at, yeah. She was up in Tahoe at, at, um, at the, at, her mouth about how she was going to. At uh, Sinatra's. That's place. right. Well, that place was and that was running her mouth. That um, that was the Cal. You know, that was the that, that was the Cal Neva. Right. And right. and part of it was in California. Part of it was in Nevada. And Line act, goes right through the building. Right yeah, through the fire. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one, the swimming pool. One time I went to Nevada and I rented a motorcycle. It's a true story. And it was closed for renovation. I rode to it because I wanted to see it so badly. And you could walk in the lobby, but the private rooms were in California, but the gambling and everything else was in Nevada. It's called the Cal Neva Lodge. And what they did to her, if you read um, Anthony Summers' book, Goddess, and what Sam Giancana and those guys did to Marilyn Monroe when she was loaded in Cal Neva, you know, months before she was killed. And you see in Hoover, what, you don't think Hoover didn't know this stuff? Of course he did. And it's like Hoover didn't, Hoover didn't, yeah played every side there was to play absolutely and it was just yeah he, uh, and he, he was so powerful yep and in the end so, in the end it's it's just him and nixon you think that's anyway it? i just wanted to wish him uh, you Christmas too brother it's a great call with your readers because um i don't think a lot of people realize how much you have put in your life sure. and to reading all this stuff and well I, here's a here's a text to me Excuse me, bold letters. You support Polis? <laughs> I thought, God, you're talking about a guy running for, is he going to run for president? Excuse me? You're running for Polis? Love talk radio. You take care of yourself, man. Thanks. Um, all right, we got guests, and it is our Christmas show, and my grandson will be here. My, my son will be here. And the Harley brothers are here, and they're going to do a quick turnaround. It is Merry Christmas, Christmas Eve, everybody. And feel relaxed and at ease with the Twin Aspen Dental Center Sedation Dentistry. So whether you, you need a routine cleaning or same crown or one-day dental makeover, Drs. Richter and Snyder. And that team will ease your dental anxiety. My, my friends have gotten quality care at Twin Aspen Dental for years. 
most up-to-date technology, less invasive treatments, traditional dental procedures. Don't let old school fears keep you from a beautiful smile and a healthy mouth. You get relaxed and comfortable, sedation dentistry. I needed a deep clean this a couple years ago, and bang, it put me on the right track, and now I get the checkups and do it right. Please, I mean, I know it's like one of those days, but keep your great smile and keep getting getting a better smile. Twin Aspen Dental located on Stroh Road in front of the Lehman Academy on Parker Road. And these are great, great dentists, good friends. 303-841-7466. TwinAspenDentalCenter.com is the web. Make the appointment. Get it underway. 303-841-7466. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Back when I was a kid, Bobby Helm, Jingle Bell Rock. Morning, everybody. 28 after the hour of nine. In-laws and outlaws, friends and family, the Christmas Eve show, December 24, 2022, Saturday morning. Warming up, 45 will be the high today, 51 tomorrow, 52 on Monday. Ski season's here. I'm going to sneak out the back door tomorrow after the gifts are open and the breakfast is just chomped and head up and get a couple of days of skiing. I haven't been on a board yet, so I'm really up for it. Visit Larson Ski and Sport. Get all your new gear for the season. Are you ready? By the way, open today. If you have not, you have the skier, snowboarder, and you say, man, i got to get them something. Head to Larson Ski and Sport. You're a runner, snowboarding. I love this line. I don't know why. Just bring your skis back, and they hand you a board. Why? I mean, that's exactly right. I saw a hand signal from, from Kenny Deal. The guys at Larson's will take the time to get to know you and your family and match you with all the right brands you can enjoy your time in Hill. For real, helmets, gloves, skis, cross-country, snowboards, um, snowshoes. Larson's is so convenient. Stop on the way up the hill or on the way down. You got kids rent the big wooden building south of I-70 on Kipling. here westbound on I-70. Get off on the Kipling exit. Come down the ramp. Make a left. Go under. There's a tunnel under I-70. Come out the other side. Heading south. Look to the right. You see the crab shack. Right next to the crab shack, there's a big wooden building, box building, seven days a week. Larson's are the absolute experts. They've been friends for a long time. Larson Ski and Sport. Six days, seven days a week. They'll be closed, I'm sure, tomorrow. South of I-70 on Kipling, 303-423-0654. 303-423-0654. Larson, L-A-R-S-O-N, sport.com. I don't even know how this friendship and relationship began, but it did, and it's been wonderful. Um, you'll see, we got to hit that button. I think we're good. We are? We're good. We're good. Okay. And so it started out, I think, I think true, I think, General, I met you first. Or yeah, I think so. I think it was something to do after one of our deployments overseas. I, you had me yeah. on your radio show, yeah. and uh, we've become friends and been friends ever since. True Iyer is retired major general, and he's um, Air Force Academy graduate. And I usually I'm not allowed to be around people like him, but in this case, I think. So you know, in the Air Force, we all have call signs, right? Yeah, I, you, you know what mine is now? What W A Z A. Wazza, <laughs> I wazza, and then I'm a wazza, and then he is married to one of the most incredibly great women I've probably ever known in my life. And how often do you find a woman that can ride better than you can ride, and better yet, works for the motor company, works for Harley Davidson? Say hi, Deb. say hi, Deb. You guys been married how long now? We've been married real 30, close, real close. We've been married 36 years. Whew. Holy Man. yeah! Wow. And you work for Harley Davidson. I do. I have a pretty cool job. You have a great job. Yeah. Lucky me. <laughs> yeah. 
And how long have you been working with the, what they call it, the motor company? The motor company. Yeah. I've had this job for uh, 10 years right now. So, And I'll wow. say this is the most fun I've ever had in my job. I love See? it. And talking about fun on the job, ladies and gentlemen, his mom was a listener. And uh, I don't know. How, how did we meet? I think you owed me money. <laughs> and we met at the restaurant. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was. No, you no. owed me money. And I hunted you down. No, you, yeah. we, we met. Your, it was with your team. Yeah, it was. And a matter of fact, it was just after we started talking a little bit about the uh, Oklahoma City bombing trial. Yes. And that's how we really, really connected. Ken Deal was here. And, yeah. of course, it was once the head of the U.S. Marshals. And he is one of the great storytellers. And he handled Noriega. Uh, yeah. You had Tim McVeigh. You had Terry these, Nichols. Yeah, Terry the whole group. Yeah, yeah you, the whole infamous group. I know people... I've asked you this thousands of times. Wait, and around. you're friends with Peter, and you do all that stuff? You did all that? <laughs> well, you know. the, wait, wait. <laughs> He's retired now. Well, no, I'm retired. It doesn't count. I've, I've got so much dirt on him. It's ridiculous. When, what, what, was, what was Terry Nichols? People say, what was Terry Nichols like? I mean, i got to ask that. You know what? I didn't have, uh, matter of fact, between Tim McVeigh and Terry Nichols, I didn't have a bad, uh, bad reaction. Yeah. But you're talking about uh, sociopaths, so yeah. they're two different people. You know, so I knew them on a different level. But when they were in, uh, when they were in their mode, you can definitely see why they did what they did. You know, like I said, just two two different people. You just have to know which one you're talking to. I uh, I had a Christmas pre Christmas dinner with uh, Nathan Chambers, Mike Rose, and a bunch of different guys. And Nathan, of course, was court assigned yeah. to uh, take uh, take McVeigh to his death. He decided to he wanted to die. Didn't want to, He couldn't do time. And so it was Judge Mache, I believe, that it was. It that was. assigned uh, Nathan to to take him uh, to the death house in Terre Haute. Wow. And uh, and I asked, I've, and I remember when we were at lunch one day, Nathan and I, and his wife, of course, Carol Chambers, the one-time DA, and um, he had this weird phone with him. I think I told you the story. Yeah. And I said, Nathan, what's that phone? He said, it only rings one way. And I said, where to? And he said, Terre Haute. Wow. If Timothy McVeigh wanted to change his mind and... He didn't want to change his mind. He no, he, no, he was committed. What, what was he like? Interesting, interesting. But like I said, you, what you saw on TV was uniquely different from what I saw behind bars. You know, he was very engaging, very personable, uh, but he had this persona about him uh, because in his mind he was at war, you know, and like I said, it's just you had to know the two. You also handled Noriega. Oh, yeah, General Manuel Noriega, what yeah, back that? in the day. What was that like? Well, it's interesting because he always thought that we were going to take him out and execute him mm. because that's kind of maybe what he what did he in did. his that's country. Right. That's right. So when handling with him, he just never knew if that was his last day or not. And I didn't speak Spanish, so I wasn't able to really yeah. converse with him. But he wore his uniform, uh, you know, while in custody, and, you know, that was re- whatever reason mm. that they that, – Whoever made that decision allowed him to do it. But, yeah, it's just an interesting... You were in Florida then, right? I was in Florida, yeah, yeah down in Miami yeah. where I started. But, uh, yeah, it was just, it was crazy back then, you yeah. know, with all the... Drugs. And, the drugs and the, the well, they lifestyle. Were the, they and, were the cocaine cowboys. Oh, they were. Yeah. They were the true ones. So yeah. you got you got to see this guy, yeah. listeners. Oh, yeah. You're talking to Ken Deal. Ken Deal is, how tall are you, Ken? 6'10"? No. <laughs> I, remember I feel like I'm seven foot, but around, yeah. here, around, around here I do. But no. So when we walk around Sturgis. He played pro ball. He had, he had pro ball. Pro That's ball. right. Yeah. He played pro baseball. Yeah. When we walk around Sturgis, though, with Kenny Deal, we are well protected. <laughs> and it's an awesome feeling. Kenny and I, now, we've got this tradition. Now, we ride to Sturgis. And uh, 
So this year we went early to be with the general and Deb yep. at the uh, at the Palatial Estate. Yes, and, indeed. Uh, so we go down. We we we're so early. Well, actually, we took the Iron Mountain ride. We took rides that you yep. traditionally can't do because there's so many motorcycles there. And uh, we had us a day. We had a couple of great days. We did. We had a great. That was a great trip. And we're going back again this year now. You know Kenny, it. Kenny, we're talking about maybe dragging you up to uh, Custer's Last Stand. That's his idea. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah. idea. that's his idea. Yeah, because I know you've never been there. Peter, I've never been there. And I've sent no. you pictures. And I've so read all the books. And we need to all take the you books, there. But yeah. I want to see it. Okay. So this year, we're talking about all of us yep. riding. Riding out there. Riding well, Montana. and this year, we'll actually plan the dates right. Yeah. Because remember. So you don't miss the rally? Yeah, you I was going to say, we didn't we missed the rally. I mean, we were yeah. just idiots about it, and I didn't realize when the rally was, which well, I don't know We thought you why. were just coming to see us. That yeah, was... it was just. <laughs> well, when we go home, which and I have always ridden the Wyoming route, and that's the one that's, well, I'm like a bee, you know, it's locked in my head or a yep, duck yep. or something so Kenny decides we're going to ride Nebraska, and it cuts at least two hours off of the trip. Yeah. But it's like you got to you got to know what you're doing, and I don't. I mean, you got to go. Those and that's roads. a great ride. And there's another. You know, Fort Robinson is on the way uh, through Nebraska. If you want to stop there as yeah. well, like where Crazy Horse was killed. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if you've been there. Do, or not. No, I have not. Yeah. Do they even know where Crazy Horse is buried? I thought not. I thought it was there was some mystery around. I think there is it, a mystery yeah, around where that. He is. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I know. I, it was almost an accidental killing oh, yeah. in, mm-hmm. a, in a so small was sitting prison. Bull. Sitting Bull was abs- pretty, like, yeah. one of the Indian cops right. killed him. One of the Indian cops, yeah. yeah. This was a guard that killed Crazy Horse yeah. in a small hut up there in Fort Robinson, you know. Yeah. Wanted to be famous. Why, why, Who knows? Deb, why do we ride? Somebody asked me that all the time, an old man on motorcycles. Why do, we, why do you think we do it? Well, for a lot of us, I think it's just the freedom that, mm-hmm. and just being able to be out with not any more wind in our hair because we're we're all good good riders. We ride hel- no because we wear helmets and we yeah, all wear yeah, protective gear. But I think it's the freedom of it, and then the the bigger piece is the camaraderie because yeah. look at how close of friends we've become. Oh. And for me, it's the riding part that Absolutely. I got to know all of you guys. Yeah. I think yeah. you knew True before that, but I ride just for the. the I didn't even know that he rode. I was just this guy, and I said, "Hey, you know, it's cool to have be a friend." Yeah, and there was a we had a guest on that uh, the general was not fond of. If you all remember that, well, I do. We're, remember we're that. not going to say. We're not going to. We're not going to talk about. Not talk, we're not going to talk about the four star Air Force general. Okay, because I, I, I remember it. I'm in stack optical getting new cheaters right because I and then the phone rings and it's uh, he said I'm General Nutter. I'm going. Hey man, hey, nice to hear your voice. Yeah. And he said, I got to tell you about that guy. <laughs> That's and right. And then you so, said, let's go to lunch and yeah. talk about this. Well, better yet, then this guy did four volumes. You did. And on your birthday, or your retirement. My retirement. I gave you. You did. The books. You gave me signed books from General Umpty And then all of True's friends have their academy guys or their retired officer corps. And so he brings the guy up. And I, I, everybody hated him. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't like just one guy hated no. him. Everybody hated no. him. Oh, that he was, was he was not well liked. No, uh, not not. But you, he was a good guest on your show. So. He was a great guest. Well, so you <laughs> asked me about while you ride. On the flip side of that, everybody hated him. It's an even playing field. I mean, look at the crowd we hang out with. We're we're oh, yeah. from everywhere. We diverse. Do yeah, all walks of life. Diverse. We got, we got the riding thing in common and come together once a year. And luckily, we get to see you guys a lot more often than that. Kenny Deal is here, and the General's here, and Deb's here. So, what are you going to do for what's you and I are going to be together tonight? For tonight, dinner? we are. And yeah. the only reason I actually came in this morning is you owed me lunch, so <laughs> got up for that <laughs> just to make sure. Is it good? Yeah, we we yeah. take. I mean, it's many, all about food. Many times he calls me up because you know how much lunch costs. I'm like, 
<laughs> so what are you guys going to do? We actually have uh, Deb's mom and dad are coming oh, down, cool. and then my, my kids and uh, my son's girlfriend. So it's kind of a family Christmas Eve. Yeah. We just do. We're going to watch some football and uh, eat eat lots of. What do you have? An eleven course meal. Eleven course meal. Well, so Debbie just spent yeah. two weeks up in Norway with my mm. daughter. That up see the uh, the northern lights, northern lights and, and, and everything. Pole. Was it cool? It was amazing. I'll so bet. she's yeah. she brought home all this uh, these plans for an eleven course meal tonight. So wow. Well, we may actually. Yeah. I was going to say, we, say we're <laughs> thinking yeah. you guys are invited. I told we're, you that. Totally yeah. recommend it. And all, all Norwegian food. How much do we like them, guys? <laughs> well, we really like them a lot. Now, I know. So well, yeah, maybe we, we can change change plans. Just do bada bing, bada boom. There was, well, you're going to have to deal with that. So when I was a kid, all the Italian kids and the Sicilian kids, it's called the the feast of the seven fishes. And if you had Italian friends, you always wanted to go to their house, a part of Christmas Eve, because yeah. the food was always just so good. My mother was. So Peter, so I'm glad you said when I was a kid because I that's we didn't know what we we're going to talk about today. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you your your first memories of Christmas in Pittsburgh. What do you go back to? Um, my dad bringing a tree, hmm. and my brother figured it out because I always thought you put trees up on Christmas Eve. My brother said, "No, Pete, that's when they were the cheapest." I'll be darned. And because I thought you know, like the former Mrs. Boyles would. Thanksgiving tree goes up, right? Yeah. And I'm going, what are you doing? You know, and and it's like. Um, so your dad put it up on Christmas Eve. Put it up huh? on Christmas Step Eve. Step on the way home from work and get it because it was yeah. on sale. I think so, But yeah. what a cool tradition to not know why you I did never it as why. a kid. Yeah. I never knew why. I never knew why because it was, cool. but it was like that $8 tree or $10 tree was two bucks. Yeah. And I mean, hey, you know, I was thinking. I'll <laughs> be darned. No, that was my, and then um, my dad won um, on, they, was called, they used to be called pickles or punch boards. And he in a bar, and he won a train. Oh, really? And so I still have the train, but oh. it's and I found out it's it's a Lionel. Like an H O train or Lionel? I know. Oh, yeah. my, it's worth apparently some dough, but you know, I'll give it to my grandson. But that brings back a memory yeah. for me. My my dad built me an H O train set, and he built it in the washroom in the basement in Golden where I, wow. where I lived. And he said, "Do not go in there." And one night, I accidentally walked in there and saw the train set, and and so I had to act real surprised that morning when it, when I got the train set. Oh, but I, I had accidentally seen it. Yep. Best Christmas, Deb. Your dad was in the military. My also, dad was military. Yeah. So we we grew up coming out here to ski a lot. Which Kenny and I were just talking about that. But I got to say, last Christmas we went to Austria as a family. It was one of my favorite Christmases ever. Did you ski? Ever. We skied we all over. Yeah. But just being together, and we didn't even do presents that year. Two so, weeks in Austria. That yeah. was awesome. And wow. I think that going, being together as a family probably kicks, I've, I've never skied outside of Colorado. Really? Yeah. Really? Guys, what well, you guys talk about skiing in Europe yeah. because you're you know, a GI, you know. It was, but, yeah. but, man, I, I guess that's – John Beek skied in Europe and said, you know, get on the lift once. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. You just ski. You just yeah. ski. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. Austria is a small country. You know, yeah. It's the size of a Kentucky or something. And there's like 40 ski yes. areas. You know, they're just everywhere. Mom and pop ski yeah. areas everywhere. And they produce some of the greatest oh, skiers. Oh, they really do. Everywhere. Yeah. Kenny, terrific. what are you going to do? for What's your what's your favorite Christmas memory? Um, hmm. You've had some sweeties. Well, you know, growing up in North Aurora. <laughs> 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 yeah, Dad was a warehouse. Was that, so, what what you know, bridge was that? Yeah, I was going to say we were under the bridge. Most. No, but, you know, it was, uh, you know, you didn't know uh, your your financial circumstances at the time. You're just hmm. with a family. You're a kid. Yeah. I mean, you're just a kid. Yeah. You just, you know, my biggest thing was getting my first bike. 
Yeah. You know, and I think that yeah. that was that was a lasting memory because well, we had one bike, and I yeah, was the yeah. one that got it out of the yeah. out of the the three brothers at the time. And then you know, Randy came on a little bit yeah. later on, but yeah, I think it was just getting that bike that one time. You know, See, and, and realizing, out. Stand out. you know, hey, look, and this is this gonna be something neat to kill myself yeah. on, <laughs> which I promptly rode down the driveway and ran into a car. So what, it kind was of, awesome. what, what kind of a bike was it? Just a little, yeah. you know, like a little Schwinn. We get used bikes. Might, yeah, but it was one of yeah. those things to where no, this one was actually uh, this one was new. At least I, you know, pretty sure it was new. But yeah, I think that was the biggest thing. We didn't, you know, we didn't come from um, a family of money, and we just, like I said, we just didn't realize we were poor. Oh. And so it was just the family stuff, and that's the that's the traditions that you kind of take a right. look. Yeah. Right. That's all you know. good stuff. And and, and it's it, Christmas is so special with with you said family, but also friends. And I want to shout out my buddies: Buck, Needle, Fred, Larry, Tim, TP, Paint, Dana, all you guys. Merry Christmas! Uh, it, it, you know, I think the world of you guys and whose life wouldn't be complete with without their friendships yeah. and, and that's the way it is and now we know all those guys we do you we do, do. Yeah, yes we do yeah sit still we have uh, mark crowley and my son is here my grandson's here lots of people brother jeff at 10 o'clock um I, as we turn around with these three you guys the three of you mean so much to me i mean it, oh. i came into my life and i'm going like how did that happen Back and, at you. you know you truly did i mean you're just incredible folks and kenny you know, well, like, you know, it's the people at the senior center that said, i got to watch this, so <laughs> you don't know that, but I actually yet? get paid. Have you, have you started riding, riding him on the back of your bike yet? Well, we're getting to that, that point. We were, we were working on that transition to a remember, trike. Remember, Peter, if sure. you're going to ride yeah. on the back of a dude's bike, you got to yeah. gas gas can. Gas can. Gas can. That's the old line. Like, if you're going to get on the back of another guy's motorcycle... Be carrying a gas can. That's exactly. They're going to yell at you. <laughs> well, I love the three of you. Hang on a second. Okay. We got Mark's in the hallway. My kids are here. Everybody, it's Christmas. Seven ten K in US. I'm Peter Boyles. Good morning. Forty five will be the high. Fifty one tomorrow. And if you're sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees or your back, and that's Kenny. You know, joint pain doesn't keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. It's time to call QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics uses advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue and give it back to your life. Indeed, shoulders and elbows and hips, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. Powerful healing agents, highly concentrated. If you're tired of hey, if you're if you're tired of, of steroids that don't work or you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics for scheduling your free consultation. Learn about all these exciting new and cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury. No drugs, no pain, no downtime, no meds. It's natural treatment you carry with you. Lasting lasting relief. Folks I know have been through it go, wow. And people here are raving about it. So show now. All appointments are available for this, this coming week. Call, call QC Kinetics, 303-900-8986, 303-900-8986, 303-900-8986. Tell them I sent you. Call QC Kinetics today. It's going to be 45 for a high today, and it's a Saturday, 51 Sunday, 52 on Monday. Tomorrow's Christmas. Wow. December 24th, our Christmas Eve show. Good old 710 KNUS. The joint is packed. My grandson's here. Brother Jeff's coming up. My son's on the show. Berto's on the show. Mark Crowley's with us. But real quick, the holidays are here. 
And the best way to change your waist size and get back in shape, my friends at Cenogenics, Dr. McCallan, we were texting this morning, you might be tempted to delay making healthy choices until and the new year. Well, I want to tell you something to start now. The woman is a healer. Uh, Save my life. The team at Cenogenics approaches healthcare, disease prevention, and aging from research-based methodologies. So whether you want to lose weight, sleep better, increase your libido, or boost your immunes, the flu seasons here, Cenogenics can help. They create a program designed right for you to help you focus, become stronger, and feel in control of your life again. No fads, no gimmicks. Take control of your health. She has been wonderful. I mean, I I sent her a text this morning thanking her for this last year. Don't suffer from low energy, lack of focus, unintentional weight gain, poor sleep, whatever it is going on for you. One more day, pass it up. Call Cenogenics now and schedule your consultation, 720-387-3681. They will be there in uh, all of next week. 720-387-3681. Give it as a gift to somebody. The website is denver.cenogenics.com. Denver.cenogenics.com. The general is going to say a quick goodbye. And I'll see if I can light that light. There you are, sir. All right. You All know, right. We're gonna, we're no, gonna you're, not, you're not lit. Uh, bring him up, Blake. Would you bring his mic up? There he is. Okay. Try it again. We're going to say goodbye, Peter, and okay. get going out of your out of your hair here. But, uh, you know, your listeners here in Denver, we're so fortunate to have had you for as many years as, as we have. I, I spoke to Rick Crandall yesterday, and he said to guy. give me a big hug. Oh, and he's a good guy. And uh, I don't know. You, you, you bring a, a special uh, way to, to all of all your listeners out there in Denver, and we're so appreciative of what yeah. you do. And, and Debbie and I are so fortunate to have you as a friend, oh. and uh, we love you dearly, dude. Well, I'll tell you so. something. i got to do is come read this. <laughs> yeah. I care everybody go read the email. There's more to it than that. I see what goes on behind here. Read the email. You are, you are a true professional, true, and uh, uh, Denver's so fortunate all these years to have you around. It's so, so kind, but you go read the email i mean this last well two years and three months has been a really interesting haters ride. are gonna hate no, all so there, much you, know. you know like i said earlier i got a lot of time on my hands i've been reading the j6 stuff and all of these guys at fox oh we never believed these people i don't want to be serious this morning but i said who's fake news yeah you know you're now you're saying hannity never believed jenna ellis or never believed the crack and never believed and, and it's never, almost to the point where I can't even watch the news anymore. I don't. I, I don't know what to believe. You know, I I read the Gazette online, no. but that's that's no. about as much as I can do anymore. I, as much as I can stomach. No. So. And I, I'm like you. I mean, you. If you, who would I have this conversation with? I, I think Chuck Bonnewell. And we were talking about look at the Nielsens. Yeah. I mean, for radio as well as television, look at circulations for no. newspapers. It's all nobody buys in. No. And um, but this thing that and, they, that, and that's sad too because uh, because young people today. I'm not sure they read the paper. I'm not sure they're in, they're involved like they should be. Yeah. Um, but they do. They do. Subject. This guy's here. My my grandson. He's always online. He's always watching stuff. I right. mean, he's like he's ahead of me on sports and all kinds of stuff. But um, your guess, grand, grandson is here, and your son is here. Yeah, and guys are we're, here. We're going to get out of your hair here, okay. Peter. This is called the guys. The guys yeah. go to breakfast. The guys well, do this. Yeah. Wish you a Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New You're Year. Uh, love you, man, and uh, look forward to the coming year. And we're, we are going to ski together. So. I'm going to go tomorrow afternoon. After are. I'll be maybe we'll be on a bus. See if we're going to see all right, brother. that guy over there. Means he's going to go. We're all going. Kenny's going. Yeah, uh, uh, Kenny. Look at him. He looks like Tiny Tim. He's got a crutch. And he's got a crutch. <laughs> he's got a foot in a cast. And, I expect them to come in and say, well, God bless us all, everyone, exactly, and, right, and right, Mr. Right. Crew, Mr. Scrooge, and what day is it, boy? And he said, oh, it's Christmas, sir. Why don't you get in here, get your grandson no, in I'm here. No, I'm going to come back with, the, right, I got to come back with Brother Jeff, and and then this guy, and okay. my grandson's here, and 
All right, you ready to do a turnaround? We can bail out of this. We'll come back. Brother Jeff coming up. It is our Christmas Eve show, 710 KNUS. I'm Peter Boyles. Hold on your hats. 45 will be the high, 51 tomorrow. Merry Christmas, everybody. Stay right here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.